boys and girls. Welcome to Grease the Wheels. Once again, it's your Uncle Jimmy coming to you live from the Rock and Roll Garage. Hey, uh, the subject of today's podcast is going to be aftermarket warranty companies. Oh my God, do I fucking hate aftermarket warranties. I'm pretty sure that all of you do too. Here's the deal. If you've ever bought anything new and it came with like a three or a four year warranty and it got to the point where you own that vehicle for about three or four years, people start calling you like mad to have you purchase an aftermarket warranty from them. And I would suggest to you, my friends, my fellow technicians, people who I am trying to look out for, people who I like, people who I love, people who I want to see succeed. One of the things I will tell you is never fucking buy aftermarket insurance from one of these people who calls you up because it's the wrong way to sell that shit. That, as far as I'm concerned, calling me in the middle of the day and trying to get me to buy an aftermarket warranty, especially when I'm at work, working on a car where I'm getting my ass beat by some aftermarket warranty company. That's not the way to do it. And I'll let you in on a little secret. I found a way to get them to stop calling you. They're the most tenacious people in the world. They are honest to God, the most tenacious people in the world, and they will keep calling you. They will call you and call you and call you and call you and call you until you have to either change your number or block their number. And even if you block their number, they'll just call from a different number because they have thousands. There's a building somewhere probably in the United States or maybe even in India or somewhere else where there are are thousands and thousands of people sitting at a phone with a computer. Your number pops up. They hit a button. It calls you and they say, Hello, Mr. Miller. We understand that the warranty is about to expire on your 2012 Colorado. Would you like to purchase an aftermarket warranty? You know that transmissions and engines can cost anywhere from three to $10,000. So what I do, if I have time, which I rarely do, what I'll do is I'll wait them out and they'll ask me, do you have, what is the mileage on your vehicle? And here's where you can get them to leave you the fuck alone. You tell them that you have 195,000 miles on your truck. And you can even say, I would like to buy your warranty. And they'll say, great, how many miles do you have on your vehicle? 195,000. I'm sorry, we don't cover vehicles with that many miles on it. And you're going to hear the loudest click you've ever heard. That's it. They just don't want to know you. So no matter what your mileage is, tell them it's 190. 195, maybe 210,000. Make it up. I don't give a shit. Tell them whatever you want to tell them, but tell them that you got a lot of miles on your car. It'll get them off the fucking phone. Now, aftermarket warranties are not all bad. Okay, They're not all bad. They are mostly bad, but they're not all bad. Mostly what it is, and, and I'm, I feel this way about two things, okay? Insurance and banks. Because, uh, and I, put, I lump banks into this because these are two companies or two businesses that exist to take money from you and not fucking give it back especially insurance. Now, in my younger days, I wrecked a ton of shit and insurance companies couldn't have been happy with me because they kept having to pay. Kept having to pay to fix my mom's car and then my dad's car and then they had to pay a lawsuit where I almost killed my girlfriend. It it just, they had to pay. But in the last 20 years, I have not made a single claim. So all of that money that I've paid to my insurance company for insurance on my vehicle is really kind of wasted if you think about it. Did I need insurance? Guess what? I didn't. But you know what? I got to have it. I'm not going to complain that I have it. I I know I got to have it. I know that if I let it lapse, if I cancel it, or I don't have it for some reason, then something is going to fuck up big. I know that it's going to happen. I know it. So I have it. 
It's mostly just to hedge my bets. And because I have a loan on my vehicle, I have to have comprehensive and collision and all that shit so that the bank will make sure they get their money, even if I total it. Okay, And that's what that's all about. Once I'm done paying for it, I can drop it down to straight liability. That's exactly what I'm going to do because I, I don't really want to waste a lot of money on collision insurance because if I get in a collision, I'll either fix it myself or I will send it to the scrapyard. But we're talking about aftermarket warranties. A lot of places sell them with the used cars they sell and a lot of them suck. Uh, and there's two kinds of warranties out there. I don't know if you knew this. I researched this just a little bit which is unusual for me. I don't research the shit out of anything. Um, there's two kinds of warranties out there. One warranty coverage tells you what they will cover. And if it's not on the list of things that they cover, they don't cover it. And they can interpret this any way they want. And usually they will. If you need a wrist pin, if the failure in your engine is a wrist pin that gave up and caused the piston to break and then the connecting rod came out through the side of the block, they'll be sure to inform you that in their fine print it says they cover pistons and connecting rods, but not wrist pins. Okay. I've run into that. And you you might laugh and you might not laugh because I'll bet you a thousand bucks a lot of you have run into that. There's other warranties that list what they don't cover. Okay, that's their thing. They list what they don't cover. Actually, that warranty sounds, it sounds worse, but it's actually better because you go in with a specific claim, say say your wrist pin broke and your connecting rod shot out the side of your block and it says right in your shit that's not covered, wrist pins, not covered, okay? Or if it's that kind of warranty, it won't say wrist pins and then it's covered, but that's kind of rare. What I have found in my experience is that a lot of companies, a lot of insurance companies, they just don't want payout. It's their money now and that's it. It's over. They don't want to pay and uh, they're going to do everything they can to deny that customer's claim. Now, I have actually found a couple of aftermarket warranty companies who are very good who don't really scrutinize so closely what's being covered and actually cover what they say they're going to cover and are prompt about it, which is a big thing. Because what ends up happening, and I know that as an automotive technician, if you haven't run into this, you will. Car comes in and let's say there's a, a problem with it not running right, or maybe the transmission is going bad, okay? And I've had this. The transmission is slipping and it doesn't go into first gear and, uh, and there's problems with, there's just general transmission problems. And you pull it in and you go, yeah, it needs a transmission. You know, you pull the dipstick out or you check the fluid level and the level was low. And then you actually went in and you got some uh, transmission fluid out of the transmission with your finger or a Q-tip or whatever. And it smells like it's burnt and it's full of uh, metal shavings. Tranny smoked. You know the tranny smoked. In fact, it, <laughs> it brings up a saying that, uh, kid I used to work with came up with. He was uh, kind of a kind of a, a hamburger head as far as a technician goes, and he would say, and I this was this was hilarious when he would say it too. But he would say, "I don't know specs, I know smoked and not smoked, and that tranny is smoked." So, <laughs> but you get a you get a car in the transmission smoked. It's obviously smoked. Uh, you have every confidence in the world that that tranny's bad. You need a new one. Unless you rebuild them, you're probably just gonna because that's the way it goes in a lot of places now. Is uh, some tranny shops will rebuild trannies, but most shops just replace them. It's a lot easier, a lot quicker. It keeps the car down for less time than if you're re rebuilding it. Unless, unless of course that customer has an aftermarket warranty. I actually had a car, it was a, a BMW 7 Series, and transmission was smoked. And believe me, I know smoked and not smoked. That tranny was smoked, and I condemned it and got an estimate for a transmission. And then we found out later, because this is another thing that service advisors will do, is they won't tell you that a car has an aftermarket warranty. And what that basically means, 
as far as a technician is concerned, it means you have to diagnose the car twice, which means what I'm trying to say is you have to go in and figure out what's wrong with the car, and then they have to send out some jerk-off from their company to have you verify again what the fuck is wrong with the car. And let me tell you, that's the most annoying shit in the fucking world, and I'll get to that in a minute here. But I had this one particular car, and they tell me later, oh, yeah, it has an aftermarket warranty. And the guy needs to see the failure. He needs to take a picture of it. I'm like, this is what a lot of this is what a lot of aftermarket insurance companies do. They need a picture of it. They need a picture of the failure. And I've always been like, really, really? Are you, are you making a, a fucking art gallery with pictures of broken shit? No. You're just trying to delay this process or screw it up or slow it down or maybe derail it so that you don't have to pay out. You don't have to buy a transmission for this guy. That's what's really going on here, okay? Can't really fool me. That's that's what's happening. So I, I, I had to go back in and because this is what this insurance company requested in order for them to cover it. I had to take the transmission out of this car and I had to disassemble it. And when I disassembled it, I found that the first set of clutches was just absolutely burnt smoked i know smoked and not smoked those clutches were smoked and then the guy didn't even come out to look at the fucking thing he just said oh okay and if the guy had come out to look at it i would have stuffed his head inside that zf tranny i would have said can you see the fucking failure now asshole and i'm telling you one of the reasons one of the problems i have is that the insurance company and the fucking cocksuckers who work for them are faceless and nameless and you can't talk to them you can't talk to them. What they will do, and it's it's not a good thing, I don't think. What they'll do is they'll they'll hire adjusters. They'll get some guy who used to be a mechanic, just like you, and they'll hire him to come out and look at whatever it is that you're making a claim on. Now, if you were working on the car and it's got a problem and you say it's got this problem and this guy needs this and this guy, he needs that, they have to send the guy out to look at it and guess what's gotta happen? You gotta diagnose it again. You gotta show this guy why that's bad. And it is really, really hard not to hate this fucking guy. He's just trying to do a job and he used to be a technician like you, so there should be sort of a, a quid pro quo thing here. But there isn't, okay? Because he's the... And he'll say this. He'll say, hey, I just work for them, okay? But you know what? You're the fucking guy who's here, and they're not. So guess what? You're going to get the bucket full of shit that come down the pike towards this insurance company, okay? You should have thought about that before you took the fucking job. Because if you were a technician, then you were on the other side of this fucking seesaw, okay? You were the other guy who got pissed off at the other retired technician who came out and questioned you and made you re-diagnose the fucking car again and wasted your fucking time. And sometimes the car doesn't run, you have to push it into the shop a second time. And because they never come right back, come, they never come out and say, oh, go ahead and fix it. No, you have to push the fucking car back outside again so that you have to push this dead-ass fucking car into your shop three fucking times. Twice to diagnose it and wants to fix it. Now, if you get a sense that I'm a little angry about this, you're correct. You're right, because it's just straight up bullshit. These fucking people don't want to pay, and they don't give a fuck if they give you the runaround. So what I will do a lot of times is I overestimate, because they're going to try to chop down the times, and they're going to try to chop down the prices, and they're going to go, well, we found a, a used part at LKQ for $100. How come yours is $300? Because the one that I'm going to get is going to fucking work 
asshole. I don't want to have to do this job twice. I already had to diagnose it twice. Dick stick. Now, I have run into some warranty companies that aren't like that. One of the warranty companies is the warranty company that CarMax uses. And I don't know if they all use the same company or if this was a particular company that that particular CarMax had. Um, I don't know. But they immediately authorized the claim that we put in on a car that they had sold. They immediately authorized it. And we were able to fix the car and get it back to the customer without a whole shitload of delays. But that is not typical. Not at all. There was another warranty company that uh, a service advisor that I worked with, the one guy I really liked as a service advisor, had on his car. And whenever he needed something for his car, and I mean literally anything, they just sent him a check. They just said, go ahead and fix it. And boom, they sent a check. And that was great. And I actually have the name of that company written down in my notes somewhere. So if you'd like to know the name of probably the best aftermarket warranty company out there, hit me up on Facebook and I'll let you know what it is okay i don't want to give them a free plug here that's not what we do here at grease the wheels so just be careful and you know this is another thing i we just i just did a podcast on communication that probably came out a couple two three weeks ago this is another point where communicating with your service advisor or him communicating with you would be really good because he could tell you that the car has an aftermarket warranty and you could say well you know what i'm gonna wait till the fucking adjuster's here to to diagnose it and tell him what's wrong well that's not how it works well guess what i'm changing the fucking rules okay because i don't want to have to diagnose it twice maybe you could understand that if you wasted a lot of your time but i don't want to do that okay i don't want to have to waste uh, an ass load of time doing it twice that really pisses me off and let me tell you something too is sometimes Sometimes these adjusters they send out were former mechanics, but they weren't very good. And sometimes they send out adjusters who weren't former mechanics and know even less about cars than the worst technician in the shop. And sometimes you can put one over on them. And I'll tell you a little story about one. This guy was an especially large pain in the ass. He was a uh, he was an independent appraiser. So sometimes the aftermarket insurance companies would call him up and ask him to come out and look at cars for them. Okay, so he was working for them, and I hated to see this guy. He was probably a nice guy. Okay, I would give him that. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But you want to know something? I don't care because he was a dick. Uh, He came to me one time. We had a problem with a specific model of car where there was a short. And and I'll try to make the story short, give you the Cliff Notes version, but it's not going to be short because they have to make certain points. We had a, um, a certain model of cars with a certain model of engines and the engine wiring harnesses in these cars had shorts in them. It was the way they were manufactured. Uh, A large majority of them suffered this one specific problem. Okay. So what would happen is we would go in, scan the car, find a specific set of faults, go to a service bulletin. The service bulletin would say, if you have these faults, you need to replace the engine wiring harness. Boom, you're done. Okay. And we did them. We did. I personally probably did about a dozen of them and it fixed the car every time. So I get one of these cars that has these specific faults and I go to the bulletin and say, here's what I need to fix this car. Oh, oh, the advisor tells me it has an aftermarket warranty on it. I'm like, oh, fuck, great. You know what that means? It means I got to diagnose it all over again. Oh, and you know what? Because it was a bulletin and it was something that the manufacturer knew all about, the aftermarket warranty company wasn't going to cover it just because we knew what the problem was because the manufacturer did. No, 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 no. That'd be too easy. That'd be too easy. And that would mean they would have to pay and they don't want to. So what they would do is they would send out this. He comes out and he says to me, he says, oh, I need to see the failure. I go, well, you know what? We never took any of those engine wiring harnesses apart and found what the problem actually was. We knew they had a problem. We just never really got down to the nitty gritty of completely and 100% diagnosing what the actual fucking problem was. So we know what's going to fix the car. We know what we need to do to fix the car. Now we somehow have to convince the fucking aftermarket insurance company that 
what we're recommending is going to fix the car because they, they go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What? You need an engine wiring harness? That's that's just weird. So what I did was I, I said to him, I said, what is it you actually need to see? He goes, I need to see the circuit not working. Oh, is that what you need to see? Okay, great. So what I did was I went in, I took out my scope and I isolated the decan bus in this particular car. So on these cars and in this engine wiring harness, there is a a thing called the D-Bus, which is a digital communication line. And it runs to, you know, several modules. And one of the things that the manufacturer does in order to smooth out the digital signals that go to these modules is they put resistors in there. So the signal is nice and smooth and everybody can read all of the information on that bus. And they put two resistors in there. And the two resistors are 120 ohms a piece. And so you get 60 ohms of resistance. And what I did was I went in and said, oh, okay. I got the I got the circuit isolated that's causing the problem with this car not running right. He goes, oh, okay. So I put my meter on these two decan buses, and boom, up comes 60 ohms. And I point to my meter, plainly saying 60 ohms of resistance, and I say, see that? It's not going to run right because of that. Okay. He takes a picture of my meter, and he's gone. Call back an hour later and go, replace the engine wire harness. And I did so, and it fixed the car. And the aftermarket warranty company paid for it. But I felt like fucking Houdini. I had to trick them into doing their fucking job. I had to trick them into doing what's right. Fortunately for me, I can actually pull shit like that off every once in a while, you know? It's like, oh, this is what happened. And maybe even have some old parts laying around, you know, so that I can go, oh, yeah, this part came off that car when it's been laying in the corner of the shop for five years, you know? But uh, that's one of the ways you can deal with it. It doesn't happen very often that you can actually pull something like that off, but uh, that's something that I did. And and I don't know if I'm proud of it or if I'm happy with myself. It just it made everything work out the way it was supposed to, even though somebody was wiggling and squirming and not wanting to write a check. I think in the future, okay, one of the things I want to do, and I'm dead serious about this, is I would like to create a website or a web app that seeks out all these aftermarket automobile warranty companies and finds actual customers who've used them and get an actual honest-to-God rating on how good and or bad they are. And maybe even talk to some technicians who have been uh, subjected to some of the fucking bullshit that goes on with getting a claim handled. If you are a technician and you decide that you're going to retire from turning wrenches, and I strongly agree that you should do that. I'm going to do it someday. If you go to work for an aftermarket insurance company, I want you to know that you are the fucking enemy. You are the fucking bad guys. That's all I have to say about aftermarket warranties right at this particular point in time. I don't like the way they do their business. I don't like the way they call me up. I don't like them. Their their job, everything that they do is centered around trying not to pay claims. So keep this in mind. If you're trying to get a repair done or if you're trying to uh, get a customer's claim paid just remember you're at you're at the disadvantage and a lot of times as a technician you have to diagnose the car twice uh i had one just this last week where the adjuster came out looked at the car uh, somebody in the shop gave him a hard time so he decided he was going to uh put the brakes on the claim and came back out and decided he wanted to look at the car again the next day and uh, this was a a really old guy who claimed he'd been a technician and uh, uh, he looked a lot like uh, the character Blue in the the movie Old School. In fact, I think I said that to him as he was leaving. Blue, you're my boy! But I was able to show him what he needed to see. It took a lot of time out of my day and it pissed me off a great deal, but uh, I got through it and I tried desperately not to alienate this guy too much. I didn't want to have to see him again. The best thing I can tell you, uh, gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen, is if you have to deal with an insurance adjuster. Try to remember he was one of the Brotherhood once, but he's not anymore. If he asks you for unreal things, it's probably not him. Anyway, 
This is your Uncle Jimmy. Uh, this is your Uncle Jimmy signing off. Don't forget to leave me some feedback. Let me know if you have any of these aftermarket automobile warranty horror stories. Hit me up on Facebook. Uh, hit me up on uh, Twitter, Reddit. You know the usual suspects. Instagram. I want to hear. I want some feedback from you guys. I mean, I'm putting this out there for you guys, and uh, I'd like to know if it's helping you at all. Until then, I'm signing off. It's your Uncle Jimmy. See ya.